tell your neighbor, don't miss it. It's going to be so incredible next week. We are going, Easter's next week, am I right? Is, is that right? Where did the time go? Where did the year go? It's going to be so special. Um, and I want, to I want to encourage you to come and not only come, but it's a, it's a high time for, for many people, those who did not come back to the house of the Lord anywhere. I was told this morning in class, 45% did not come back to church after the pandemic. But I believe people are ready. And sometimes all they need is just an invitation. So I want you to uh, invite people. Would you, can I trouble you once again to stand one more time on your feet? I know you've been on your feet all morning. So um, uh, I, I, I do see you. I know you see me. But there's some people you haven't seen in a bit. Would you turn and look at one of them and, and just greet them and just tell them how glad you are to see them and welcome them? Amazing. Got them started, now you can't stop them, all right? Clap your hands for the presence of God today, for the word of the Lord today, and for worship, and for prayer, amen? How many of you heard things prayed that directly were impacting you? How many of you heard your prayer prayed today? Isn't that amazing how the Holy Spirit can do that? how he can do that. Take the hand of somebody. I'm asking you, Heavenly Father, would you make your word effectual in the hearts of your people? Thank you. Grant us an open door. Grant us your safe being opened that we may handle and get a hold of what was paid for for us. Let it be so today in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. You may be seated. I want to force myself, I, I, and I, my, my wife is so good with this, and, and, and Pastor Tiffany both helped me. I want to force myself to 25 minutes. I mean, the reason why I'm, I'm asking you to do this because I believe we need to move, and I cannot possibly tell you everything that's in my heart today. I had an explosion this week, and I can't tell it all. You're not supposed to tell it all at one time. Paul was preaching, preached three hours. Somebody fell out the window and broke their neck. He had to go down and minister healing, you know, to the, to the young man. If you can't tell, you can't go forever. So I, I'd like you to give me 25 minutes from the time I say go. <laughs> you 
Help me, Jesus. Can put up 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 50. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you want to blow your mind, spend time in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. But this is the season that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. I must say to you, beloved, there is nothing more important than his resurrection. As the Apostle Paul said, if we don't believe that, everything is in vain. But I, wanted, I would like you, if you have the courage, to, last week I wanted you to unwrap that package of incredible things that God gave us, Psalms 103. And you read that, those first verses, you'll see what he made possible for us. I want to continue for you to get a hold of what God has already purchased and paid for. And it was so costly. And I don't want you to squander the things that God has provided for us. Wouldn't it be a shame on your deathbed with all your bills unpaid, wouldn't it be a shame for you to be at the end of your life only for someone to come to your bedside with a document that declares you are a multi-millionaire. And what good would that money do on your deathbed? Wouldn't it be horrible to discover the wealth that is yours with your name on it, but you did not claim it, you did not enact it, you did not time activate it, and now your time is gone. Look at your neighbor and say, where's my inheritance? You know what's really crazy? You know what's really crazy, Chris? A lot of believers don't even know they have one. They have no clue as to what God has provided for them. And the reason why they don't know is because they don't read. If you didn't know what his word said, you couldn't claim what you don't know. Isn't it amazing how many people go seriously to their deathbed never knowing the inheritance that actually was provided for them? Look at the government. Profits all the time from properties that belong to the children of the one who died. But because there's no will and testament, because there's nothing that says this, is, this goes to her and this goes to you and this goes to you, because there's nothing written, that property, guess where that property goes? Goes to the state. Lord have mercy, help me today. I want to tell you that there is property that has your name So well, where is it? You better read and find it. And go stand in court and claim it as yours. Okay, I can't go any further. Start now. Bam. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 15. Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the imperishable, nor does the perishable inherit the perishable. What an amazing statement. Of course, yes, of course, you'd have to read the whole 15th chapter to understand the weight of what he's saying. For many believers, they don't get it because they haven't read it. Because they haven't read it, they have not, and even when they do read it, they don't understand it. And when you don't understand it, you won't act on it. Though it belongs to you, though it is the will of God for you to walk in it, you can't if you don't know. And if you know, you don't do nothing about it. Look at your neighbor and say, okay, where's my inheritance? Where's my, ask them, where's my inheritance? I want to examine for a moment, I want you to examine for a moment this word inheritance in the scripture because it's pretty powerful. It's all through the scripture, by the way. If you don't believe it, type it into your concordance or get your concordance. Type in the word inheritance. Oh, hey, you won't believe it? Google it. It'll blow your mind. How many times God uses this word in the scripture? It's amazing. So, so let's look at the meaning for a second of the word. An inheritance or to inherit something uh, is to obtain something by legal right from someone who is an heir. Usually after their death. To obtain something by legal right from someone as an heir. Usually after their death. To obtain Conceit, to, to obtain, to get a hold of, to gain possession of something by legal right from someone as an heir after their death. Kind of an amazing definition. In other words, an heir is someone that somebody has promised something to. And you need to understand this in terms of inheritances. You can't promise what doesn't belong to you. So whoever promised it had to be the owner of that thing in order to promise that thing. But the trick is you can't get it till they die. Now in some families you've got a real problem because when folks, have, when folks are, are rich or wealthy, some of their kids on the side they say, I cannot wait till you get up out of here. Unfortunately, one of the great crises in this time, serious in this day, are people who have accumulated great wealth, great possessions, and they have children, and they have not taught or trained their children. Because they have not taught and trained their children like the scripture, decry, the, the, the scripture declares, those children can have basically anything they want. They grow up, they grow up spoiled. Yeah, they cry and they give them whatever they want. 
They're not made to work. They're not made responsible for anything. They're not even responsible to clean up their room. They got maids to do that. Pick up their underwear. Hello, somebody. Those same children that grew up undisciplined, untrained, unmanaged. When the older they get, the more they want. And they know mom and dad is rich. And they can't wait. They know it's evil somehow to wish death on their parents. But everybody sitting up in here one time, you know, got so mad at your parents, you was like wishing like, As evil as it is, one of the problems with inheritance is all of the drama around it. Hmm. So here's a trick with inheritance. It's your name on it. It belongs to you. All rights and privileges thereof already stated in the will but usually there is an executor of the will that follows the instructions of the one who has expired or is expiring the one who owns it let me give a quick example of this just go with me right quick to the New Testament that I'm sick I want to get out of here. I'm done. Just give me my inheritance so I can go. And the father divides his inheritance and gives the younger son his portion. And he leaves for the far country. So he goes from being an heir, enjoying just a bit of it, but he wants more freedom. He had not been rightfully trained enough to know what to do with what was his. He just wanted out. I want to do my thing. I want, I want to do me. Anybody ever heard that? By the way, anybody who says, I want to do me, if you can get away with it, slap it. No, no, don't do it. Don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because they don't even know what they're talking about. The problem is me. He wanted out, so he took the father's inheritance and he went and he spent it and he lived it up. Can I, can I Johnsonize it a little bit? Next, next time you saw him, he was Bentley deep. He was buying drinks, living high. Next thing you know, he loses it all. Because you forget, if it ain't coming in and it's constantly going out, it's going to run out one day. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nobody taught him to do what to do with the principle. And you know the story, he ended up, he, he's hungry, so he ends up working in a pig farm. He's slopping hogs. Stank, stank! 
Anybody here live, ever lived in the country? Anybody here ever been in the pig pen? Been around, been 10 feet within the pig pen. He in there slopping, he's slopping, feeding the hogs. That stuff's tramped, they, you know, pigs, they be run. When it's time to eat, they all run. They just knock each other with slopping mud and mud is full of the stuff that comes out the other end. And they slopping mud all over the place. And anybody around pigs smell like that. And he is just hungry. And, uh, you know, they done repossessed his Bentley. <laughs> they done kicked him out of his apartment. They done foreclosed on his house. They done sold his clothes. He in the pig. He in the pig pen. And he's, a, he's so hungry, he's about to take that slop they feed the pigs. Because the Bible says no one was giving him anything. He's about to take that and eat it. And, and, and before he gets it to his mouth, his home training kicked in. He said, what am I doing? He said, the servants in my daddy's house live better than this. Johnson's translation. I'm going to swallow my pride and I'm going home. Are you all breathing? Only to return home to find his father looking for him. Rejoicing when he saw him. You know one reason I'm, I'm convinced that he was that father was so happy because the father knows that what he learned out there was enough for him to handle what was remaining I, I believe I, I believe he's rejoicing rejoicing like because the, the father knows he don't he don't I don't have to train you you got training out there sometime by the way if you don't get trained at home you get trained another way and I promise you if you don't if you don't submit to the authorities when you're growing up God's got a bigger harder authority waiting for you to get that to get your head right by the time that boy comes back man he know not to hang out even Paul even even Paul said good company corrupts good manners Bad company, thank you. Bad company corrupts good manners. That kid comes home, he said, Dad, he humble. Dad, I, I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy because I'm ashamed you. I shamed you in front of all your, 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 your respected friends. I dishonored your name. I'm not even worthy to be called your son, but if you just let me be, Dad, just give me the lowest job. I'll be a doorkeeper. It's enough. <laughs> That's father said, <laughs> servants. I'm sorry. Help me. <laughs> Wipers. I'm sorry. You know him. <laughs> that kid, he don't know what to do. Because he knows he's toast. And yet his father said, Piper, excuse me, servants, come, bring the robe, put the robe on him. Put some shoes on this boy's feet. Put my signet ring on his hand. He's got to learn how to handle now. I believe he's learned more how to handle his inheritance. Do you get it? I ain't got to go no more with that. I hope not. 
because I want you to understand that every single one of you sitting here before me today, you, God has provided for us in an amazing way, but you can't have it unless you understand it and unless you prepare for it. Quickly. Oh, by the way, y'all still breathing? You still breathing? Inheritance, powerful stuff. Check this out. So check, check out the scripture using the word inheritance. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be an heir with the son of the free woman. That's Galatians chapter 4 talking about, talking about Abraham's wife Sarah and talking about the concubine. And, the, and, the, and, and his wife said, I can't have no babies by you. No matter what we do, just have babies by her. And he did. Oh, Jesus. He did. And when the baby came, the, 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 the Hagar was waving the baby in front of her face. Ah, ha, ha, ha. I'm going to get the inheritance. And Sarah was just brokenhearted. But God kept the promise to Abraham. He says, no, Abraham. He said, this time next year, you will have a son. It's not going to be, not going to be Sarah. It's not going to be by human intervention. The inheritance that I give you is a spiritual issue. It can only go to the child of my miracle through you. And sure enough, they had a child. 99 years old. Y'all sit with me. And so it was that, that, that she, she, and Isaac, bam, here come Isaac. We got a problem because we got Isaac in one house. We got Ishmael in the same house. Who going to get the inheritance? She said, I, I want her out of here. And, and Abraham thinks, I can't, I, can't, I can't put them out. The Lord spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, Abraham, don't you worry, I got Ishmael. It's okay to release them. And God also told Abraham, because your inheritance, that's what, that's what that scripture in Galatians was about, your inheritance cannot be given to him. God said, I have something for him. He said, he's a just God. I can't get into that, so hope you could blow your mind to see the slim similarity of what God did. But God took care of them. But what God wanted had to come through his servant Abraham. And so God, he did so. But I want you to notice, please, the words that he uses in Galatians. He says, the bondwoman and her son, they cannot inherit what God has. What God has for you, Abram, the promise I gave you, will come through your loins, through your seed. Using this word inheritance again, Matthew 5 and 5. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek are not weak. The meek are actually humble. The meek are the ones who have learned how to manage. I'll tell you who gets my inheritance. Those that have a, have a humble attitude. They're not braggadocious. 
They're not trying to flaunt it in somebody's face. It's Jesus himself who taught this. He said, this is a different teaching. Only the meek will inherit the earth. They're the ones who will get the full-blown inheritance. So, by the way, if, you're in God's, if, you are, if you are born again and you're in God's kingdom, I want you to check your attitude because if you're not meek, if, that is, if you're not humble, you, you might be passing over your inheritance. If you don't have the right attitude, yeah, your name is on it, but you can't have it until it's handed to you. By the way, look at your neighbor and say, something's got to die before you can handle your inheritance. Tell them what I said. Are you still with me, saints? Act like you are, because I ain't got but a few more minutes. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now I say to you, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. I don't want you to see this. First Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Are you with me, Ken? You okay? Not just nodding. Thank you, sir. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. I did not write that. For many people, the problem is they're thinking the kingdom here is referring to what is coming. But Jesus made it very clear when he came that the kingdom of heaven has arrived. It's something the body of Christ needs to learn. It's, it's actually a tense in the, in the Greek that we don't express it that way in English. It takes us two or three sentences to express what one form in one word means in the Greek. Speaking of tenses, it, it's, it, it describes something that in, in a time and place, bam, it happened then. The, the results of that thing not only abides, not only did the results happen then, but the result comes right up into the very present, bam. So what happened then is just as potent as it is right now is worse than that. And it's so potent until it goes all the way into the future and never diminishes in its power. For those of you that have been in scripture, it's the aorist tense. It's an amazing thing to understand when God uses this about what he has provided for us. The kingdom of God, it, it has to be inherited. God's kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy. And I'm sorry that you have such a, a low mentality about what the kingdom of is my fault I got to help you understand and it includes tap your neighbor said and it includes riches tap your neighbor, and it includes riches and and be it understood right now brothers and sisters when I when I say riches what I mean here is that you don't need money after you're dead 
You don't need an inheritance from the earth if you're dead. Money is, as we know it, is only good. I tell you what, how good money is after you're dead. You walk on it. The streets are paved with gold. But you only need it as it flows, currency. You need, how many of you need some money? Look at your neighbor. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand if you, could, if you need or could use some money. By the way, if their hand is not up, you know what, right? <laughs> How about this inheritance? How do you get it? Galatians 5 and 21. Now the deeds of the flesh, they are evident, which are immorality, impurity, and sensuality. What? Now, the deeds of the flesh are evident. Immorality, impurity, and sensuality. Check it out. Idolatry, sorcery, that's dealing with drugs, pharmacia. Uh, enmities, that's, 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 that's wars. Strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, fractions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and stuff like this, of which I told you before, I warned you just as I'm warning you now, that those who practice such things, come on, will not what? Lord, have mercy, Jesus. You did read the scripture, did you not? I'm sorry, I didn't write it there. Hebrews 6 and 12, so that you will not be sluggish. Brothers, it previously talks about the place of God's word in your life. So that you won't be sluggish, but be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Notice that, inherit the promises. One last one I want to read for you about inheritance. There are many, many more. First Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 says, so To sum it up, all of you, be harmonious, be sympathetic, be brotherly or brotherly-minded, be kind-hearted, be humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil. Don't give an insult for an insult, but give a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit the blessings. What if God had laid up for you incredible resources contained in this inheritance that he provided for you? So I want to take you back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 through 5. I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ, he died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried 
Easter's coming. Just, I want you to understand what the enemy goes after. He wants the world to believe that Christ did not really die. Because you can't get what God provides until he dies. Paul said, I delivered this gospel to you. It's made up of three or four parts. One, he died. Thank God he died. Well, you'd have died, you'd have died too if they'd have did to your body what they did to Jesus. And then at the very end, take that spear and ram it up his, 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 his thoracic cavity and run, shove it up through his heart. So out of it burst blood and water. He dies. The Roman army was, their orders were to kill him. By the way, you don't kill him, we're going to kill you. That's the way the Roman, Roman orders work. You don't fulfill your assignment, you're done. And you better believe he was dead. Good and dead. And that he was buried. Tell your neighbor, they buried him. And why do you bury a body? Please, somebody tell me, why do you bury a body? We, yes, <laughs> he said, because it's dead. Absolutely. <laughs> no doubt about it. But why else do you bury a, a dead body? Stench? Disease? Decomposing? Sure. You bury a body because if you don't bury a body, you're going to end up being buried yourself because all the disease comes out and everybody else is, is impacted by a dead corpse. If that dead corpse has disease, ooh, ooh, it's disease multiplied. When COVID was here and they were proclaiming that folks died from COVID, they put them in, they didn't even do an examination. They just put them in, in plastic bags. But make no mistake about it, you got to get rid of it. You don't believe it? Check out wartime. In wartime, when soldiers die, one of the first things they're going to do, they're going to bury that body. If they can't zip it up and, and, and take it with you, they're going to bury it because it's detrimental to everything living. Oh yeah. He said he, whew, he was crucified. That means he died. He was buried. And then what? What's the third, the third thing? He was resurrected. Look at your neighbor and say, tell in case nobody told you, he rose again. I can't, I can't get into the proof of that. The proof of that is so much until it will blow your mind. But, but he rose again. So, 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 here's the only thing I can tell you about this first part of this message. The inheritance was provided for you and me was absolutely magnificent. With your name on it, written in his blood. For his blood was the price for you to get a hold of it. He wanted you to walk in this, you and I, to walk in this inheritance so much until he, he, the Father raised him up from the dead to be sure he could execute the very thing that he wrote for you. Jesus is alive to make sure that the heirs of righteousness get the thing that he died for. But if you didn't know what was on, if you didn't know what your name was on, if you didn't know what it was, man, you just keep going to hoping and praying. 
crying, fighting, doubting, worrying, tripping, sinning. It's no wonder the Apostle Paul said, and by, I'll show it to you later on next week about what he says about sinning. Oh my God. Now some of you are like the son who you are the full heir. You're the full heir, but you don't get the stuff because you still ain't learned. Lord have mercy. So I got to stop there after I say that one more time. You are the heir. If you, are, if you believe that he died for your sins, rose again, and justifies you, just, just treats you just as if you never sinned. But the only way you're going to get to walk in fully what he has for you You got to be treated like that son. I can't give you everything right now. Some of y'all are running away like the prodigal son because you didn't get what you wanted. You know your name was on it, but you didn't get it when you wanted because you prayed for it. It didn't come. And you know, you mad at God. You doubt. So you go, you know, you go back to the bar. I'm sorry, you brought the bar to you. Some of y'all, you, you know, you're upset because you, 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 you didn't have all the stuff. So you say, okay, okay. You didn't tell God this. You just talk to yourself. You just say, hey, bro, thank you. Ain't nobody got no milk and cookies. <laughs> we got to go home. We got to go home. <laughs> and so you still, you still acting like, you still acting like a baby that's pooping in your pants. You haven't walked in a way that God can say, "Here, son, I can trust you with this power." I can trust you with this authority. I can trust you with this power of attorney. I can trust you with these resources because you will listen. And you won't let them, you know you're more valuable than the thing I'm listening to your hands and you won't let the thing I'm giving you destroy you. I'm talking to somebody today. How do I end it? Just like this. I want you to bow your heads right there in your seat. And you, need, you first have to admit, I have not walked in everything the Lord has for me. Things you've read that you have not been able to hold. Things you've seen you've not been able to experience. Things that have your name on it, but you've not been able to possess it. And I want you, to, I want you, to, I want you there this morning, I want you to understand that Jesus is called the first fruits of many brethren. Why is it important? Because when the father sold Jesus, when he sold him like a seed in the earth through death, he raised him with power and authority. And he was the first so you could come like him.
some repentance you may have to do. You may have to make some decisions. I don't have to tell you what it is. The Holy Spirit, you already know. The Holy Spirit has been speaking to many of you. There's some things I want you to change. There's some things I want you to let go. There's some things I want you to follow me in. And it's those things that are qualifying you to step into all that God has for you. One of the things is what we're about to do right now. You're going to have to get that giving thing. You're going to have to get that down. You're going to have to get that, 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 that you're going to have to get my economy down in your heart. So you're never afraid again. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the preparation of sons and daughters. The sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. Of righteousness, right living, right standing, right bank account, right spending, right ownership. Peace. Because they've already won the war of the flesh. And joy, they're ready to distribute and ready to release whatever you desire. I thank you, Heavenly Father, for a huge step we take today. Thank you for this season being the most important ever. Grant, I pray, the full return, the full increase of all that you promised because of the obedience because of the discipline, because of the faith that we give you right now. In Jesus' wonderful name.